Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today, we are talking about balanced training and what athletes can teach us. We've got Nilesh here, professional uh, physio for an AFL team in Australia, and we're gonna be talking about how athletes' training differs from average Joe. Welcome to the show, everyone. It is time to rock today. I'm joined by Rich and Nilesh, and my name is Rad. We are the founders and owners of Unity Gym, where we turn driven people into athletes. Today's show is brought to you by the UMS, the Unify Movement System. You can get online coaching from us daily, plus our revolutionary foundations program and progressions program where we teach you how to customize your own programs and workouts based on your body's needs. You can grab a link in the description of this podcast or video wherever you're watching or listening to it for a free month trial. Don't delay, jump on now. And if you're listening <clears throat> live, you this is the last day that you can get our amazing injury rehab programs on sale. There's still about eight hours left for our flash sale. And uh, lastly, before we start, a shout out to our YouTube followers for uh, watching the replay. Please like and subscribe to our channel if you like this stuff, and also to our podcast listeners. Uh, give us a subscription as well. How are you today, Nilesh? Going well, mate. How are you? I'm great. I'm great now that Let's I've got this. that mouthful out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, look, it's a good uh, a good topic today. We were talking, Nilesh and I uh, were talking before the show, Nilesh said, what are we going to talk about today? And I said, look, the, you know, the topic of today's discussion is all about balanced workouts. We at Unity Gym and in the UMS, we teach people how to balance strength, flexibility and fitness. But what we notice with the punter out there, the average punter on the street um, going it on their own is that it, they don't balance their workouts. So people basically run towards what they love more of, meaning, you know, People that are usually good at yoga, they do more yoga when what they really need to be doing is some strength training to balance out all that flexibility or runners that are already really good at running that are running, you know, bloody sub, you know, four minute kilometers, they, they do more running, you know, um, when they've got so little muscle on them that they can probably blow over in a strong wind. Um, and what I wanted to know is, how does that differ with professional athletes? If you don't know, Nilesh has been a physiotherapist for the Sydney, the GWS Giants, which is an AFL team, uh, Australian Football League, uh, a, a very, very, um, very athletic sport. Uh, if you haven't had a look at it, Google AFL or type it into YouTube. And I wanted to know, how do athletes differ to that? Do athletes do more of what they suck at to get better? Or do athletes just do what they're already good at? Um, and yeah, I was interested to hear that uh, Nilesh says that they are actually a little bit uh, different to average Joe, that we, you know, with the guys uh, that he works with, if they come to him with an issue and he assesses them and they've got an injury that's um, you know, inhibiting their performance, that they're a lot more inclined to say, okay, right, you're telling me that I suck at this, I'm gonna do it. What does that it's, look like? It's, it's funny, we, your players walk in, hey, um, this is what I've got. And you start looking at him like, oh, I'm doing this. I've been doing this for six, eight weeks. I'm really good at it, like you just said. But I think the big difference here is that athletes take their time and go, cool, what now? What should I do? And how do I get there? Yeah. So example would be, you know, most common who sees, hey, don't like squatting. I get knee pain. So I'll trap my deadlift. Mm -hmm. and I, Man, I can do 180 kilos on it. Mm. It's great. Six reps, yeah. smash it out. Same thing for the past eight weeks. But my knee pain's not getting any better. 
So obviously we, we the play um, the players here actually take their time out and go, hey, how do I get back to squatting? How do I get back to performance? And how do I get back to being, you know, strong, mobile, and you know, having full fitness in terms yeah. of playing? So um, I think the difference here is they um, buy in and and um, buy into the process to getting back there, and we, we take them there. Um, and that being obviously, if if they've got symptoms or pain when squatting and so forth that's stopping them, we we bringing different different layers of lifts that can get them back to what they should be doing rather than what they love doing hey man mm. you know 180 kilo trap bar deads so yeah. i think that's the biggest difference there and they, they buy into it because they understand and it comes from education piece and also them seeing a result mm-hmm. so yeah yep and i love what you said there uh, that i want to highlight which is you said they take the time to stop and say hey what do I need to get better at? How, how do I do this? And I think that's where so many people go wrong. It's that um, old Abraham Lincoln saying, right, if I had five hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend four hours sharpening my axe. And I think most people just don't put enough planning into their general health and fitness well-being beyond I'm going to start running. You know, I need to get fit. I'm going to start running or I need to get fit. I'm going to go to the gym or whatever it is. You know, people seem to gravitate towards whatever it is that you know attracts them for whatever reason there there could be so many reasons but i think that if if people could take a um a lesson from that and say to themselves have a look at themselves and say wow you know like i've been going to the gym for x amount of time and i'm so much stronger but i've actually gotten less flexible and people come to us saying i I could never get flexible and we say well how much do you stretch and they go oh never really and i say well I don't have time. Yeah, <laughs> but that's an interesting viewpoint, isn't it? I can't get flexible, but I don't stretch either. Like I thought it would just happen overnight if I just, you know, think about it or whatever. Or someone would come in and say, you know, I'm so weak. I don't know what the problem is. I never lift weights. I don't go to the gym, but, you know, I don't know why I'm so weak either, you know. It's a funny <laughs> thing, isn't it? That's probably the first step. The first step is do more of the thing that you're not good at. Um, but, yeah, I loved, uh, I loved hearing that because I can – I mean, when you look at an athlete, I think I don't think people understand the level of planning and preparation that really goes into them being where they are, do they? Well, they don't because there is so much to it. And mm. it's funny, they don't have to think. They, it's given to them like mm. it is here. Mm. Um, but there is a lot of planning and, and a nice linear progression to where they need to be. And it's a week-to-week change and they see progress and that's progress seen through, you know, oh, I can squat again, there's less pain, they have to run again and so forth. So there is a lot of planning in play, yeah. Um, and that is a powerful thing, again, that you just said there. They don't have to think. That is very powerful because you, when you look at an athlete, if you're in your position or the coach's position or the S&C, the strength and conditioning coach's position, you're looking at them objectively, right? Like you're looking at them and saying, okay, um, these are the areas where they're strong. These are the areas that they're weak. We're going to give them this. And if you're the athlete and you at least you're smart and you're doing your job and you want to keep your contract, you do what you're told exactly. and you get better. Whereas a lot of other people that don't have a coach or don't have somebody doing that, they, they're looking at themselves subjectively and they're thinking they've got this emotional attachment to what they think they like. There's this classic, you know, the dude in the gym that keeps thinking that his chest isn't big enough. So he just keeps doing more bench. Right. Or, you know, the, the guns aren't big enough. So I'm doing more more biceps. Yeah. And then and then you but then you look at them objectively and you're like, oh, my God, dude, you're, yeah. you're so like hunched over like you need to 
you need to stretch your chest and your biceps, not not train them, and you need to strengthen all the muscles at the back that you can't see. I mean, that's that's a um, a specific example, but it's one that you see a lot, right? Do you see yeah. many many people like that um, being physio? I mean, I guess because you do mostly athletes, so you don't you wouldn't see many you, average Joes like that, you, right? You'd, See, you not, not normally, but then you get your chronic cases, chronic being, you know, I've had this for a while, and you go, oh, how's your, um, yeah, man, I keep getting hamstring strains. I'm new to the club. Mm. Um, you know, when I was in my last club, kept getting hamstring strains. <laughs> and again, this is not a, um, a pot at anyone else or any mm. health mm. professional. Then you look at their strength measures, and you're like, mate, you're so weak. Yep. Or yep. what have you been doing? Oh, I've been doing um, Nordics because yep. that apparently fixes everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, you look at the big picture. Grave. And again, like I said, that they step away and let us do the planning. Um, mm. So we look at the bigger picture and how, how do we fill those little, little stages up? Mm. Um, but we do get that um, where there's a big difference. Again, hey, mate, instead of mm. doing heaps of this, you might need to add a bit of this, which would be, you know, a mobility sequence that actually gets you to able to squat and a strength sequence where actually gets you to lift X amount of numbers. So your, you know, strength numbers go up, your Nordic numbers go up and you're able to perform. And then obviously that translates onto the field for them, mm. um, which works perfectly for you guys as well here. Mm. When I look at an AFL athlete, for me, if I when I like watch an AFL game and I look at the average person that's on the field, they look very proportionate to me. Their their bodies look look good. Like they're when, drawn together really well, aren't they? Yeah, they 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 do, man. Like if I, I can't comment on um, gridiron players because they're they've got all the gear on and I don't see anything except a couple of highlights mm. of gridiron, right? But if you compare it to like NRL players in in Australia. They don't have that same look of balance yeah. to me. This is this is my personal opinion. They look like weapons. I'm not taking that away from yep. them. But an AFL player, that's changing a lot. That's changing a lot. Yeah, he's saying, yeah, right, okay. So I don't watch enough. Uh, I don't. players position specific. So uh, okay. No one can hear you, by the way, Yanni. We're on a podcast and you don't have a microphone. <laughs> but uh, Yanni's trying to chime in here and he's sitting in at his desk. What Yanni's saying is right. The the style of the game in different different sport is changing. Yeah, really. Fit, yeah. athletic, yeah, quick, agile. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be the quick. There guy. is definitely a movement towards more balanced training with athletes, there is, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. And 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 people are starting to understand as well that um, you know to for, to train for flexibility, it isn't this old hold a stretch for two minutes and just sit there in it and do three times on each side and you'll get better. It's it's about training strength through the ranges and, um, you know, training balance with the joint, you know, agonist and antagonist um, muscles and, and movements. And, yeah, a, a lot of the athletes that I'm seeing out there, are, they look far more capable nowadays um, than, yeah. you know, yeah, 100%. Than, than and they used it's, to. It's the culture as well. Like I said, the yeah. balanced culture. Yeah. Most of the boys that come into the program or our athletes are, yes, they can lift. The mobility is, you know, above average, mm. and they're fit, they're mm. strong, they put it all together, and making them an athlete. Mm. So, um, and they're the three little pillars that anyone else can do if they just follow a process. Even some cricket players are starting to look pretty. Yeah, uh, pretty buff <laughs> these days, aren't golf, they? Mate? Golf players. Yeah, golf players. Golf, golf and strength is a new thing. By yeah, the way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Golf yeah. and strength's a new thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, um. So what kind of things do you, what kind of imbalances do you see most commonly in athletes, do you think? Like, do, is there even a commonality? Is there something that, that you look at, uh, you know, across your boys and go, man, you know, they're all got imbalances in this area. They need more of this work or they need more of that work. Or is it a case by case basis? It is case by case. But if I look at a generalized comment here, um, mobility lacks in our 
plays yeah because it's boring yeah um you know it's <laughs> yeah. oh i'm sh- not good at it so mm. i won't do it mm. but day by day goes our strength program slowly to transition have a you know a lower body lift with a upper body mobility sequence in it really yeah mm. um those days are coming I've been back watching in. our videos yeah so <laughs> th- they actually adds and again instead of sitting there on your phone for 30 40 seconds you're doing a quick windmill you're, you're doing a quick lat stretch so that there is a gap in there and that's being addressed even in the sporting end of things mm. um mm. don't get me wrong there's a lot of players pre-training they spend 10 15 minutes just doing mobility yeah because that's that's what gets them going into you know mm. advantage or mechanic advantage positions to train and so forth so yep. that yep. transition is coming but yeah they, they put it together very very well yeah nice nice how many um coaches work on the programming for strength and flexibility is it just one coach or is there multiple so we've, we've obviously got a lead yeah. um but when it comes to practical application when guys are in the gym and doing it there's about four or five coaches there yeah. um and then they're like oh hey man you know yes you can't get deep and they're like oh it's my hips it's my hips and then yeah. they do a little quick drill and they're like oh actually i can get yeah. you know deeper it's actually your thoracic or it's yeah. actually a stability issue it's a, a strength issue so um there are a lot of coaches that's there on being live and applying changes and modifications to help them better and how many people are doing custom programs versus just people that every are doing player will have a customized program yeah. well there's there's a um sorry not 100 the whole squad will have a standard big rock program yeah so example you you being a shoulder boy um mm-hmm. you've had some shoulder issues mm-hmm. you'll have your accessory lifts with something more specified or customized yep. to you yeah, some right. sort of reactive work or some extra upper body strength to make sure we yeah. bulletproof your shoulder and you know get mm-hmm. you going again yep. or add some thoracic mobility and like you know mm-hmm. or some bicep kills as you need and that's all based on the assessments that you Correct. and the physios yeah. do yeah, collectively. and go okay the, you know the reason why this guy keeps pulling up with shoulder pain at the end of a game is because of x y and z and yep. they need to do these yeah yep. 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 so we collectively work um together yep. um, really well which we go hey these they're great at bench press blah 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 mm. but we might need to add some rows in get some you know posture chain strength yep. and yep. and that gets put in from a strength perspective and that way it's like mm. a um, one-stop shop end-to-end service program for yeah. them yeah um, yeah that's awesome because um i think a lot of people d- you know they don't really understand the value of being assessed by a good system or by a good coach like yourself. Like we do that with all of our members. We, everybody goes through an assessment process every um, six to 12 weeks and you know we, we figure out where their imbalances are and then the program gets customized to them. But um, yeah, it's interesting to hear the way that it works for, um, for, for professional athletes. It's definitely in alignment with what um, I thought and what I'd hoped I'd hear because um, I didn't know which direction this conversation was going to go when I said to you, hey, this is what we want to talk about today. What do you think? And um, so, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. I, uh, I definitely feel that where I've had the biggest leaps and bounds in my training is when I've put my faith in somebody that knows far more than me and followed their instructions blindly. Like I've said, okay, I want to do this. I'm going to find a person that can do it. And whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to do it. Because I didn't do that in my early days. I would get taught something by somebody that was in that position, a position of authority. And I would question it in my mind, not to them, and say, oh, I can do it. I'm, I'm going to do it this way. Even though I know they talk, oh, I'm going to do it this way. I reckon I'll get there quicker. And I never got anywhere, really. Yeah. I think I think trusting the process is important. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, um, see the end result 
yeah. of a you know a process and they go okay I want to get there so they start doing the end result before mm-hmm. even looking at how they got there yep um, if they don't look at the different layers that you yeah. know PTs yeah. physios strength coaches providing programming yeah. or advice yeah. or um, a periodization um, they forget that and they go to the end result that's why they get injured from yep. my point of view yep. and like Phil always ho- highlights what I say is it's not what you do it's how you get there yeah um, it's perfectly yeah, ties in in there so absolutely and so to tie this up uh you know based on uh what we what the topic of today's show is for me i feel like what, what athletes can teach us about this is that mo- people need to be planning better there needs to be more planning in what people are going to be doing for the upcoming for the next 30 days 90 days a year you know thinking about what is it that i want to achieve what do i need to change in my in my training the next thing would be i think that people need to trust coaches that know more than them trust programming if uh, if you go to see a great physio uh like nilesh and he says i mean i've been working with nilesh now for what do you what do you reckon about four months because it was last December, year wasn't it? december we kicked off yeah yeah, 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 yeah december yeah. so it's been four months and the stuff that he's been um giving me there's things in there that i've never done before um, there's pairings of exercises that I haven't thought of before. There's things that have made me raise my eyebrows where I've gone, oh, wow, really, I'm doing that. But I, I didn't question it. Oh, some of the things I questioned, but more so like, oh, how does that work? Does that get that muscle or whatever? And I've had amazing results from it. So, yeah, get out there, guys. Um, if, you, if you're feeling like, uh, if, you, if you're the person that goes to the gym all the time and never stretches, find someone that can teach you how to stretch. If you're the runner that is, uh, you know, aches and pains in the shoulders all the time because you've got no muscle find somebody that can teach you how to do some some good strength training and you know anybody that's suffering from injury that's been told by a good physio that this is what you need to do to do it do that yep 100 <laughs> and if you want to connect with uh Nilesh or phil go to adpt.physio those guys are amazing i can personally uh vouch for them both i've uh, they've both helped me through some really really nasty injuries and and before we finish up let's have a quick uh, we'll, we'll see what some of the uh some of our tribe that are tuning in live uh, have said here vinnie browns uh said in the at-home workouts yanni is always saying it's time to find out who the athlete in the room is at 5 a.m in my basement i always figured that was me <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right vinnie uh vinnie's also saying in taekwondo training it's so hard to work on what really needs attention uh, that means putting extra time into the weak leg or putting some humbling work into the particular technique. You know, I couldn't agree with that more, man, because in martial arts in general, I've found that there's never enough time to get everything done. And when your teacher's saying you've got to do 30 minutes a day of footwork and you've got to do 40 minutes a day of forms and you've got to do 30 minutes a day of stretching, you've got to do 20 minutes a day of punching and you've got to do 30 minutes a day of kicking and then you're like well that's like three hours work every day and and then you've got to do this and that and blah 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 and it's really really hard to find the time to then do okay well this is what's weak i'm gonna you know focus on that so yeah. i can relate to that man um steven's asked a question do you do stuff more to prevent injuries to do imbalances or mm-hmm. to increase performance yeah this um, is for you no yeah, yeah. It, it, both yeah um ultimately our job as um in a sporting um, realm is to prevent injuries and make sure our athletes perform so both and that ties in very well into our profession being a physio we want our clients to not come see us and be able to lift and you know go through lifting and do what they love doing so yep yeah nice 
Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We've got to wrap up now and head on over to the UMS Online Coaching Tribe where we provide our daily coaching calls for our athletes over there. If you're not part of that group already, what are you doing? Grab yourself a one-month free trial by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or YouTube video, depending on where you're consuming the content. And yeah, if you've got any questions for Nilesh or Phil, you can post them in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group where they can uh, give general advice on these shows. And if you want some more specific advice, if you want to be assessed by the boys, uh, you can do that online even. You don't even need to be in North Sydney. Go to adpt.physio. And we will see you all tomorrow. See you guys.